All right, so I guess this is the introduction or episode number one. I don't really know, but welcome to the Coach Cody podcast. Literally, I have no idea really what direction this podcast is going to go. I just know that I wanted to start it, and the hardest part about doing anything is starting. So that's what I'm doing right now. This second, I'm no longer procrastinating. I'm just doing something, saying something, rambling, all the things that I am just generally really great at. So essentially what I want to do with this podcast is just going to be, you know, life stuff, coaching related stuff, uh, rambles, stories, whatever. Uh, Maybe in some way I can bring you some fitness tips and just motivation I'm going to just kind of let it develop as it does, but uh, this is mostly going to probably be related to coaching, I would say. Uh, I am, I guess I should give an introduction because I realize now that if you don't already know who I am, you really do not know who I am. And this is a podcast and I might have, I might you know, have been doing social media since like 2008 and all that. And I've done a shit ton of Instagram, a shit ton of YouTube. But if you don't know me from any of those, then I'm just some random ass guy talking into a microphone. There is a little bit of beauty in that as well. It's almost like a fresh start, like a new life, feeling like I I moved to a different country and now I just have this new chance at life, you know, going from video or pictures to just my voice. Weird. I kind of get to hide. But uh, so just a little background on me. I, man, whenever I have to give a background on myself, I'm not really sure where to start. And uh, I guess I'll start with this because, all right. I, there, there's some shame in, in kind of starting with this because there's a little bit of like, oh, why is this really important? Uh, does it actually matter? No one cares. And is this the only like interesting thing about you? And so you, therefore you feel like you have to share it? You know, no. But at the same time, it has also been a huge part of my life and allowed me to, it's really shaped, uh, you know, who I am and just it's it's been a struggle it's been a lot of hurdles and it's made me resilient and you know a, a determined motherfucker so in that sense I'll give you a little background of who I am and how I got to where I am today so first things first um I am trans I was born female uh at birth I was son female at birth however you want to say it and uh I essentially was, you know, a tomboy, tomboy, played all sports growing up. I loved basketball, soccer. Basically, I just thought I was a boy growing up until I hit puberty. And then I was like, damn, things are happening to me that did not happen to my brother or all the other boys. This is horrible. So, unfortunately, I also was... Uh, you know, pretty religious. I grew up in, in a re- religious home. I went to a Christian school all the way from pre-K 
throughout high school, literally never opened a secular textbook, went to church every Sunday, multiple services, um, you know, adult Sundays or adult church, Sunday school, um, any sort of, yeah. So it was just like Bible every day. And, you know, I don't half-ass anything. I've always been someone who's been like all into something. Uh, and at one point that was religion, Christianity to be exact. And although I didn't really fit the description of like what a Christian girl might look like, I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I <laughs> didn't fit in in that sense. But where I did fit in was that I figured if I just kind of followed all the morals and rules that I'd be okay, even if I dressed differently and I was like a skater and my focus was sports. I think that's just mostly how I survived. I just focused on performance. I played sports. That was what I lived for. And that was, I don't know what I would do if I hadn't had sports. And at one point, you know, basketball was definitely my thing and that was taken away from me at one point um I won't go into detail with that now but um yeah around puberty and all that life just kind of spiraled but I was still headfirst into being a Jesus freak and uh long story short I got married at the age of 21 to a dude and I did this because I didn't think that I had any other option. I thought that's what you do. You know, you're a Christian girl, you get married, and you have babies, and you, you live happily ever after. And when you don't really know what love is or what it's supposed to feel like, you, I didn't really know that I didn't have those types of feelings towards my husband at the time, which that sounds just always really weird to say. And so I was just like literally confused. I never had any sort of weird cover-up intentions. I wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm trans or gay or whatever, but I'm going to marry this dude so no one finds out. I think there was this underlying kind of sense that that was there, and I definitely had stronger feelings for uh, you know, other females in my life, but it didn't make sense to me. I, it wasn't something that I was like taught growing up. I, you know, the only thing we were taught about being gay, we didn't even know, you know, what trans was, but the only thing that we taught, were taught about being gay was that it was a sin and it was like a perversion. And the last thing that I wanted to be seen as was like a pervert. (laughs) So, uh, getting married, needless to say, it didn't work out. And, you know, I'll, I don't know how much detail to go into at this point, but I will say I kind of had the easy way out because so my ex was in the military and he, his first station was in, in Germany. So I spent, you know, a good amount of months in Germany just feeling pretty isolated, pretty lonely because the base that we were on was closing down and I just didn't fit in with the military wives. I didn't want to. I had a shit ton of social anxiety. I still do. That's another thing. But 
definitely not as much since transition and i am also recording this podcast so obviously that social anxiety <laughs> is a lot less but um one of so i was feeling really isolated very confused i was finally coming to terms with being attracted to women uh i hadn't really touched base on being trans yet but i knew that I was what you would say gay at the time. I guess now I'd be considered a straight. It's so weird. My story is confusing. I apologize. But uh, so I knew that I like women. I was attracted to women. And I started to come in terms of that when I was in Germany. So my, my game plan was to go back to school, culinary school to be exact. I went to go to culinary school before I went to Germany, but my husband was basically like, uh, yeah, that's no. Uh, why would you go to culinary school? Because I was into fitness back then at the time too. And he was just like, why? How does that go together? You want to be a personal trainer and then you want to go to culinary school. That doesn't even make sense. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting here now today like, what's up, bitch? Like, I use both of those. <laughs> I have a cookbook and I am, I'm coaching people and I'm living my fucking dream. So uh yeah nothing really motivates me more than someone telling me that i can't do something and it might take years to get to what i want sometimes but eventually i will prove you wrong <laughs> uh but anyways so i left germany to go to culinary school and uh the plan was for me to go back after i was done with culinary school but uh Leaving, I kind of knew that wasn't going to happen, although there was an attempt on his end to get me to go back to Germany because there was a chance that he was going to get in trouble because he was still living in family housing, and he wanted me to come back so that he could stay in family housing, or he was just afraid to get in trouble, and I told him no because I was in the middle of a quarter of culinary school. like This was what I had been waiting for, and I just said no. He called me a selfish bitch, selfish bitch. and that kind of just spiraled down from there. But he did end up, uh, quote like air quotes now, I'm air quoting, uh, cheating on me uh, with uh, some random internet girl. And essentially, that was probably the best news to me because it gave me an out. And I didn't have to be the one to be like, oh, yeah, so... I'm gay, and this isn't working. <laughs> to me, that was horrifying at the time because I just wasn't ready to come out yet. And I didn't really have any other excuse. There wasn't like, oh, yeah, this this isn't working because I just am not attracted to you. Like, no one does that. Like, no one gets married to someone and then says, by the way, I'm just not attracted to you. I mean, they might, but when you're a Christian... And that that's just not a, a legitimate excuse. Definitely not. So uh, he cheated and I, that, that was my out. And I was like, yeah, that's the deal breaker. But I did have some friends who were trying to get me to forgive him and try to work it out. That was fun. Uh, yeah, Christianity does some weird shit to people sometimes. Anyways... Uh, after that, I kind of like lived my 
my second chance at life. And I, long story short, came out as gay or a lesbian, I guess you could say, even though that never really fit me. I never used that word. I just would say gay, but now we know. Uh, I realized that wasn't it. And shortly after that, I ended up coming out as trans. And it's been six years since I started my transition. I started off with top surgery, um, all the way through phalloplasty, which if you want to know what phalloplasty is, just Google uh, Cody Harmon phalloplasty. And basically, all of my YouTube channel will pop up for you and your viewing pleasure. But since then, I, I I did complete culinary school. I worked in kitchen for like, it was like four to five years after graduating, uh, two different kitchens, but uh, for four years at the last one until I finally was like feeling more comfortable in my body and really just decided like, okay, actually I want to be a coach. And I started to study to get my certification. I'd already gone through a two-year program at my college and got a certification through them, but I needed a national certification if I wanted to get a job at a gym. So uh, I did that along with competing in my first bodybuilding competition. And essentially, that's kind of where I I am now. I uh, have been online coaching now for uh about almost almost three years it's gonna be three years in december is that it i feel like it's been more i don't know but (laughs) three years uh so ultimately i went from you know basically just being just selling my soul to please other people to following my dreams and here I am literally living my dream as a coach uh I working for myself and uh continuing to grow that and then also I have since uh you know competed in I've competed in a FTM transgender bodybuilding competition but most recently I competed in the Summer Shredding Classic that is put on by Alphalee and Christian Guzman. And then I competed in my first NPC show. So having no, you know, sports have always been a big part of my life. It feels really good to finally find another competitive outlet. So I'm just kind of full force going, going with that because, you know, I don't know how to do anything half-ass. I don't know how to not just deep dive into the thing that I am most passionate about. So right now that is coaching and bodybuilding. So maybe in a sense, this will be, uh, this podcast will be a lot around surrounding that, but also health. Health is also uh, a passion of mine. And the types of people that I coach, I don't want there to be any confusion in thinking that like I only coach bodybuilders or physique athletes. It's like, the people that I work with specifically, I mean, of course, I, I would I would coach a, a physique athlete, but the majority of the people that I coach are just looking to uh, 
you know, better themselves, strive for better health, or, you know, get kickstarted, motivated. Uh, So I'd like to offer a lot of information surrounding that, just tips, tricks, um, stuff that, you know, questions people generally ask me a lot of, uh, you know, or just coaching in, in, in general, kind of maybe like what that might consist of, or what it's like being a coach. I don't know. But ultimately, um, I'm kind of just kind of just riding on a high of being grateful. And even though this year, this year of COVID uh, has been the most crazy ass year of my entire life, somehow it has also ended up being one of the best years And that probably sounds really horribly selfish to say because it's also been like a very serious year and people have, um, you know, lost family members and et cetera to COVID. And it's, I know it's not something to be taken lightly, but it has also transformed our worlds in both good and bad ways. You know, like a lot of the ugly has... (laughs) come out very apparent but then there's also been a lot of positives that have come out of it and we've also you know it has been a forced state of growth for basically everybody we've had to kind of relearn how to do things in order to make it work and i mean not just not just even like (laughs) restaurants or dining out or you know socializing with six feet and masks, but the way that people work and the way that we communicate has all been transformed and we've had to grow and pivot along with it. But it's also really put a lot of things in perspective for people. And that's, you know, what is important. And it's, you know, it's really brought health to the forefront being like, wow, at the end of the day, you know, all I've got is my health. And you never really, you know, life is pretty fragile and it is good to just put things in perspective in the sense of, you know, life's short. I'm going to go after what I want and what I'm passionate about. You just never know what's going to happen. And I think we all got pretty, pretty comfortable and just going through the motions. And so as shitty as COVID is, it kind of woke us up to be like, okay, we can't just go through the motions <laughs> anymore. Something needs to change. And it really just kind of shook everyone out of their routines. And so, yeah, there's been a lot of growth. And I know for me, when I welcomed this year, you know, New Year's, New Year's Eve, I was basically you know, toasting to the best year of my life. That's what I was, I was toasting it to. And I was pretty confident that I was going to make it the best year of my life. And although it's been the most like anxiety ridden year of my life, I've somehow still managed to make it the best year of my life. And it's it's crazy. I was working out today and I had this moment and 
I was doing deadlifts and I was thinking about how last summer I I spent it in bed mostly because I had had knee, knee surgery and I was just thinking about how if I was able to look forward as I was laying in bed and realize what life would have looked like the next summer <laughs> and beyond, I would not have believed it. And I also wouldn't have believed that in those moments where I was laying in bed because I had knee surgery, like I was really miserable, I was lonely, and I was depressed. And there's moments where I felt so hopeless that I actually was just like kind of, you know, wanting to die and just it's that post surgery stuff. Like I didn't have anyone. It was like one of the most lonely times in my life. And I had just recently lost a friend as well. And I was really just like, whatever is going on in life, like, I don't want to live it anymore. And of course, I did, and I made it through, and I made it through to this year, and as I was lifting that weight, I was thinking back to myself, like, laying in that bed, knowing that at one point, I just felt so hopeless that I wanted to die, and here I am today with so much hope, and with so much passion, and just energy for life and gratefulness for where I'm at in comparison. And uh, it just woke me up to just know that there's there's always going to be those hard times in life, but I'm always going to keep fighting because it's always going to be worth it. And I'm always going to be able to get to the point where I need to get, even when I feel super stuck, it's, it is temporary. And that's why I'm starting this podcast right now today because there, the, I know that there has been so many moments where I felt stuck or hopeless or like I wasn't good enough or that I couldn't do something. And I've been kind of putting it off, putting it off to start this podcast. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to start talking. And hopefully, you know, one day I can look back on this first episode <laughs> And think, oh, wow, that sucked. But look how far I've come. And so that's why I'm starting this right now. It's going to be the worst. And no one's listening to this. And it's the most rambly piece of garbage podcast that anyone has ever listened to. And it's like way past my bedtime at night in November. We don't even know who the fucking president's going to be next year. But uh, maybe by the time this goes up, we might. But uh, yeah, just a lot of thoughts on feeling grateful for where I'm at despite the crazy year. And just shows you that no matter what happens, (laughs) no matter who's president, no matter what happens, you still have the ability to create uh, the life that you want. And there might be things that make it harder, but it doesn't mean that it's a dead end. It just means it could be a rougher road. It could be a gravel road versus like a smooth asphalt road, or it could be 
you know, like climbing a fucking mountain uh, instead of just walking along a path, you know? So I'm starting to just not make sense and become like the bumper sticker analogy dude. So I should probably go and just leave this as being episode one. But uh, I hope you will join me along to episode two. Um, and uh, just, you know, as this develops, see where everything goes. But for now, I'll be signing off. I got no special sign off yet because I just started this. But <laughs> uh, peace out, guys. I will talk to you next time.